0: It is 12-34 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer live at Rogers Place where today the Edmonton Oil Kings had their last press conference before they head off to the Memorial Cup. They won the WHL Championship on, uh, what night was that? Monday night. Uh, 2 nothing shutout. Fifth shutout for Sebastian Costa, the Detroit Red Wings' first-round pick. Uh, in uh, the 2020 NHL Draft, 15th overall. Uh, they had a couple picks, actually. And, uh, anyways, COSA, five shutouts in the playoffs after six shutouts in the regular season. Elliot Friedman will join us momentarily. We will tell you that some guests and Oilers Now receive gift certificates, too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roose Chris Steakhouse. And all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Trent Brown and the gang at James H. Brown, they're going to, I know this, they'll be at the Elks game tomorrow. They're huge fans, of course. Um, The Edmonton Elks uh, take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, Riders got a new play-by-play guy this year. Michael Ball is uh, at the helm. Uh, So it'll be the Elks and the Riders live at Commonwealth Stadium, 6 p.m. Countdown to the kickoff show with Brendan Escott, Morley Scott, Dave Campbell, the whole gang, Blake Dermott, and uh, then 7.30 uh, with the kickoff of the uh, Elks encounter looking to rebound after getting shellacked out in B.C. to open up the regular season. All right, uh, let's quickly dip into the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Um, here we go big l says bob i hear the nhl has ruled the Oilers will not receive any uh cap recuperation if keith were to retire how can they just arbitrarily make the decision when's it uh when it's spelled out in the cba well that's a question that's out there and uh i know puckpedia uh, Hart Levine explained this to us a couple days ago that and and the, the genesis of this was there was a belief that the Oilers would get a $3.4 million credit if theoretically Duncan Keith was to retire. Now I will tell you that I think it's 70-30 that Duncan Keith continues to play. He's got a year left in his uh, grandfather, what was it, a 12 or 13 year deal at about $5.58 million cap hit. Um, Keith's only going to be making $1.5 million in real dollars this season. But anyhow, because the Oilers paid 2 One last year for keith the belief was they'd get a 3.4 million dollar credit that is not going to occur it's been spelled out by the nhl to the orders and that got uh verified i'm pretty sure it was ryan Rashog that would have asked the question from tsn he's covering uh the stanley cup final so uh just another way to stick it to the orders Uh, this is sort of along the lines of uh, some of the exasperation and frustration uh from the order fan base is after james neal Uh, They prorated James Neal's goal-scoring numbers and awarded Calgary Edmonton's third-round pick. That was part of the caveat of the Neal-Lucic trade-down. Just to take it one step further, the fact that Edmonton was able to offload Milan-Lucic, though they retained 750 k pretty much gave them the financial flexibility to sign Zach Hyman. Think about it. They got Hyman at 5.5. They're on the hook for... You know, Luchs was six million. Uh, drops Luchs down to five point two five. That's what Calgary ate. And the Oilers took on the other seven fifty. But there was a third round pick with that. Trucker Dave says Bob uh, Keith isn't retiring again. I to me seventy thirty continues to play, uh, and uh, we'll you know like I said uh, we will continue to uh, work on some things over the course. There's there's a lot there's more going on I think than people should. Um, yeah, there's there's lots going on. Between now and June 30th, there's lots of NHL organizations that got to get their staff re-signed. There's discussions on players. One of the players that there's discussion on, uh, I would think, would be Yesopoul Bob, you may be correct regarding giving Yesopoul one more year. His English communication is not great. Maybe slowing his progression on the ice, just a thought. Well, there comes a certain point when it comes to that where the onus is on Yesopoul as well. You know, he's, he's been in the league for a couple of years now. He's going to have to continue to work on it. Um, again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Randy says, Bob, uh, what was Louie talking about with Yesa Pogliarvi? He's already scored 15 goals playing in a third-line role. He can become an elite third-line right wing if you leave him alone, and he works on his game. That one comes to us from Randy. The year he scored 15 goals in 56 games, that worked out to about a 22-goal pace. He was virtually in the top six the majority of that season. I think he started the year in the third line and then worked his way up. This season, he started the uh, season on the top line. He had seven goals and 18 points in his first 22 games. What was concerning for Jesse is what happened in his final 50 or so games for the Oilers during the course of the season. And again, I don't know if there's a uh, right or wrong answer on that. I got to tell you. Um Bob, the fourth period, uh, Jace is Texas. The fourth period said today that uh, Huso will not be back in St. Louis. Is he a legitimate option or good enough to be uh, a Skinner huso tandem? And what would be the dollars on the UFA contract from Jace? Jace, my guess is there's going to be at least eight to ten teams in on Billy Huso uh, I I believe he'd get a, the minimum he would get is four million dollars a year. Okay, $4 million on a cap. Well, why don't we ask our next guest as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. He is in Denver, Colorado. For Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality, most cost-effective solutions. In the safest way possible, visit mid-city.ca. Hello, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. How are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing really well, Bob. Thanks for bearing with me. I needed a couple of extra minutes. I I appreciate you giving me the time.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, can you verify that Barry Trotz is officially in Winnipeg now? <laughs> uh,
1: I I don't know if he's actually in Winnipeg now, but I know he's going to meet with them.
0: Okay. Like uh, there
1: is there is, there is going to be uh, a, a meeting with them. I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure of the exact timing, but he is going to meet with them.
0: One of the <laughs> Excuse me. one of the uh, texters uh, yeah. just sent something in on Billy so I know there's uh, you you put out yeah, last Saturday about both Mike Smith and Duncan Keith uh, looking, you know, having to drop, you know, Ken Hall saying, "Hey, give us July 1st, give us an answer. You're gonna come back or not?" We are gonna have uh, Jerry Johansson, your favorite agent, on the show today at 1:35. He's got Keith nice. Kulak, but uh, circling back to Billy Huso for a second. Uh, How many teams do you think will be in on him in free agency? Uh, Because it looks like he's headed to
1: that path. Well, how many teams do you think are looking for goalies? Eight to ten. So I think it's going to be eight to (laughs) ten. Does he get
0: minimum $4 a year? I think he would.
1: I I think so. I I think that's going to be around his number. I mean, there's always going to be questions about fit and how much money is really available. Like, I've been talking to some guys who said, you know, there's some players that are going to have some rude awakenings here um, in terms of how much is going to be available and, and, and what people are going to be able to do. But I think Huso is probably going to be okay. But I would expect he'll be in the, in the $4 million range. That's, uh, that fits for what he did and, and how good he is.
0: Where are we out with the Vander Kane right now? Uh, Dan Milstein represents him, I believe. Milstein today is yes. in Vancouver with Andre Kuzmenko. He's yes. already been to Edmonton, as you know, uh, with Kuzmenko. Um, I mean, it's sort of an—is it in a nebulous area because of the fact that the arbitrator isn't available before free agency starts? It
1: seems. Well, the, go for it. The more I the more I think about it, Bob. The more I think how crazy this is. Like, this shouldn't be happening. Um, and, and, you know, I understand schedules change, and uh, maybe, I don't know, Bob, maybe Edmonton winning two rounds caught people by surprise. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't understand how you can allow this situation to occur. Um, you know, i, I it, it's really crazy, the fact that there's, it's a possibility and nobody knows what the chances of it are because you never know how an arbitrator is going to rule. But the possibility a guy could be signed by a team in free agency, and then the arbitrator could overrule and say nope, uh, he's San Jose's property. Um, you know, like it's it's crazy to me. I, I you know. I, I thought about it. I remember when it happened and we were told about it. I remember thinking, this is not. so the more I thought about it, I just felt that it shouldn't. <laughs> there has to be a way to expedite it. Like, there has to be a way to expedite it because it doesn't make sense for anyone involved. It doesn't make sense for teams that would be interested in them. It doesn't make sense for Kane. It just doesn't make sense. And, you know, the other thing, too, is if we get to a situation where that worst-case scenario happens, it's just going to look bad. It's, you know, I don't think it's the best thing for your league. So, you know, I, I would hope that they could find a way to do this, but that's where it stands right now is that the worst-case scenario, and again, Bob, nobody knows what percentage to put on it, The worst-case scenario is um, we get a situation where a team signs him and the arbitrator says, no, P, he belongs to the Sharks. Because as it stands right now, we don't, like the league said the other day that there's no settlement talks going on. And they also said the same thing that I've heard, which is that these teams are, like the Sharks really believe in their position and Kane really believes in his position.
0: So nobody's budging, which means no settlement.
1: Not at this time. Now who knows? Like you know, one of the things I kinda wonder about is now like I was talking about this with some people, like what could be some outcomes here? And you know, one one GM said to me the other day, Bobby said, Hey, if 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 I was getting cane and I was worried about this situation, I would have to call San Jose and say, I I feel comfortable uh, making a deal with you if he comes back to you. I want to know that we can make a trade if I'm going to sign this player. But the other thing someone said to me is if we start hearing settlement talks, he thinks that means that Kane's got a contract somewhere. That he's not going to want to jeopardize. So what I wonder about happens here, Bob, is if what happens to say the Oilers get to a deal for Kane which is going to be bigger than the deal you would get in San Jose, do we see can settle and try to drop the grievance? Yeah. And, and that actually makes a lot more sense to me.
0: Well, ironically enough, we had Brian Lawton on the show discussing, you know, he said just based on the pure numbers, you can make an argument, because I said, give me a price point on a four-year term. And he said, well, based on the numbers and the productivity, you're back in the sevens. But there's other factors. There is another factor on the San Jose side of things. Who's... What's going on with their GM search? Like, who's actually going to be making the call in that organization? doesn't look like it's going to get settled before the NHL draft, or will it get settled before the draft?
1: I, I, don't, I don't know that I would say that. I think they are getting to their last group here. Um, I think they've got about three to five final candidates. Uh, I'm trying to pin them all down. <laughs> I've heard some of them are very unique, and I'm working on that as uh, as kind of we speak. But um, I, I do think that America said he's heard for a while now uh, that it will be a, a different hiring than a lot of us have expected. I think there's a chance for that. I'm just trying to pin down some of the names. Like, you know, one guy who I kind of thought was interviewed and now I do believe he was, was Mike Greer, former Shark, yeah. um, whose family, his his brother and father our nfl executives yeah. um bobby you know Greer. i think ray Whit- yeah bobby greer's his dad um uh ray whitney has obviously been in there but i think there's some even more unique names to that that we're just trying to all pin down is it possible it's somebody from another sport Yes, I I think that would definitely be possible in this case. You know, one of the people in the San Jose organization is Ned Coletti, who had a long history in baseball. So that wouldn't surprise me either.
0: Yeah, I uh, worked with the Dodgers. He's a friend of Todd McClellan's. And uh, I met yeah. Ned, uh, with with Jay Woodcroft, actually, and Todd uh, in Los Angeles a few years ago. Uh, speaking of Jay Woodcroft coaching, uh, yeah. is you know, the Oilers have until June 30th. It's not. There's there's several people in the organization that. I mean, this happens in hockey around the league where you have lots of and especially when your team goes three rounds. Suddenly, you got a bunch of work to do to get some stuff done. Uh, What do you What do you think we're looking at with Woodcroft?
1: Well, I like. I think. I think there've been a lot of conversations uh bob about the future of your organization this week you know one of the things i think is happening that there's a lot of people in the others who didn't have contracts beyond this year mm-hmm. and i think some of that is starting to get rectified um you know I, i've heard there's been some conversations there about extending some people who need to be extended um I, I think the most interesting one in some of these cases and we'll see if it's the issue at all with jay is term and I think that there's, if you look at it, uh, Bruce Cassidy just got five years from the Golden Knights, and Tortorella got four years from the Flyers. I'm curious to see how the olders are going to feel about term in this one. Do they feel like three? Do they feel like less? And to me, I think that's going to be one of the questions.
0: Yeah, I would think that three years would – you know that, that kind of makes sense to me i mean it also ken holland's got two years left in his deal as well elliot we should note that yes and and and,
1: and and i think that and I, and I think that that's all part of the conversation
0: yeah interesting stuff all right uh, because
1: because one of the things i do think bob is that i think that there was some conversation about do we tie everything in with the length of holland's deal mm-hmm. and in some cases that would probably be okay and in some other cases that might not be okay
0: yeah we're joined right now by elliot friedman for mid-city construction management uh were there other teams other than the vegas golden knights in on shea weber to your knowledge
1: i know arizona was at one point um however you know they went out and they did brian little and stag so that was a contract that was a team i know that was considering it
0: do you foresee a scenario where the league looks at shut i mean vegas I mean, they're all in. You know that about Vegas. Yeah. Does the league ever, in the next CBA, look at maybe changing things around?
1: Well, it was funny. They were asked about that the other day at at their availability, and they said no. They said that, uh, you know, they, they said that that's not something that they're really looking at, and then this deal happened a day later. And a couple of guys were kind of laughing about it, actually. Um, I think the problem is, you know, the problem is, is that I don't think anybody really realizes. And this is what one of the cap people said to me. He says, I don't think you really realize how hard it is to change this. And he says to me, I know people don't like it. And to be honest, not every team likes it. And he thinks the league doesn't like it either. But, you know, in the NHL is a league where injuries happen. And if you don't have some kind of mechanism like this teams are going to get screwed like Ken Holland who was the person who brought this up for the GM meetings earlier this year he's also the same person he point out when they were going to the cap in the first place what happens if you have 10 injuries in a playoff series how are you going to put together a roster and, and that's why it's there and, and Bob I, I think that and that's what some people have said to me they said look i don't i know it looks bad in some ways and i know some people really hate it and some teams hate it but at the end of the day you have to have a mechanism there for in a tough contact sport when teams get clobbered by injuries and if you want to change that he said good luck finding a system that's going to work any better than this Bear i comment. think what you are going i think what you are going to see bob is you're going to see and we're seeing it already much stricter conversations about who's allowed to stay in long-term injury and for how long. Like, I think, remember, uh, Vegas this year had to start, uh, had to ask Leonard to play, sit on the bench one game when they knew he wasn't going to play. I think that was because they were worried that the league wouldn't clear him or clear somebody to go on or off LTIR.
0: Elliot, I'm going to totally switch uh, focus here, uh, and it's t- well, it's two more. Uh, so I'm going to start sure. with just with the league and Bettman. How closely is he monitoring the situation with the 2018 Canadian World Junior, uh, the players that were involved in uh, the settlement uh,
1: that occurred? Very closely. Um, they've opened the investigation. They've let all the players on the team know that they want to talk to them. Um, and like Makar said, and even though Makar has, has said he's not involved, uh, he has said he will cooperate with the investigation. He said he received an email about it. Um, so um, I, I think they're watching it very closely. And Bedman said he would make the results public, although he, uh, he also did say that was pending the fact that there was information there that they were told to keep confidential. I mean, there's a hearing on... Monday, right? Yeah. I mean, it's the day of Game Three. That could be an explosive day, depending on what happens. So, okay. we'll wait. To, we'll wait to see where this goes. But they're worried about it. I think everybody in hockey is worried about it. Nobody wants or needs stories like that. They're awful. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, and a uh, final one for you, just to circle back to Chicago, because we got lots of texts about this after you're on last week. So you're, uh, we have Jerry Johansson coming on, his firm. Uh, yep. David, David, Michael Kay and Jerry, they represent uh, Kirby Dock, and it is your belief that everybody's in play in Chicago with the exception of the uh, Jones, Kane, and Taze. Is that right?
1: Yeah, you can ask about anybody. Uh, Jones, Taze, and Kane are the three with no move clauses, and they're not doing that, at least now, but they said everybody else is open to be discussed. And like I said, people have compared it to Hegel. Um, they, they've uh, that he was available, and finally Chicago got an offer. They felt they couldn't say no to, mm. and that's what everybody's job is here. Can you make us offers that we won't say no to?
0: Elliot, great stuff. Appreciate you taking time to uh, enjoy Denver. It's a hell of a city. Which hotel are you? At? Well, I don't. Are you down? Are you downtown or are you in Cherry Creek? Are you Creek? crazy? are you going to me what
1: you're gonna, you're gonna Hotel I'm staying
0: at. I don't need to know the town. Ta- are you downtown or are you in Cherry I'm Creek? Downtown. I'm downtown. Man. Okay. Have a great time, Elliot. Thank you for your time.
1: I'll take care, man.
0: That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way
1: possible. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay.
0: Visit mid-city.ca. We'll take a 30-second timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. It is 1255 in Edmonton.
1: This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio,
0: 630 Jet. 1256 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Bob, uh, this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Flores text line out of uh, Calgary, and he says, Bob, I would suggest that the NHL is intentionally dragging their feet, forcing Evander Kane to settle and move on. Um, uh, AJ from St. Thomas, uh, I blame the following on the Peterborough Mafia for firing Dallas, the picks uh, for Shirely, uh Todd McClellan, and James Neal, the Anaheim goalie interference, the Kale offside, the Cap Relief, laugh out loud, that might break the blogosphere, might fire up Mark Spector too. <laughs> the Peterborough, Well, I mean... Dallas Aikens grew up with those guys, and I think he went to Roger Nielsen's hockey school back in the day. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, Bob, I wonder if the new ownership in Nashville might mean that Luke Prokop becomes available. Is he referring to Jimmy Haslam? I have no idea why that would be an issue. Great guy, six foot five, 220-pound right shot. A dimension that would look uh, good with guys like Broberg on the left side. Keep him in an inclusive organization like OEG. I think Nashville's been pretty positive uh, with the whole situation involving Luke Prokop being uh, one of the the first hockey players out. I think the first player out there to come out as openly gay, and I think they've been very supportive. And I don't think it, unless I miss readings, I don't know enough about, I should actually talk to Jack Michaels. He's a huge, uh, no, Haslam, which he's got the Browns, right? Cleveland Browns? We'll see. But, I I mean, I'll tell you who Luke Prokop reminds me of. Cody France, That's the player he reminds me of when you watch him play. You know, a ranger right shot guy with some skill that gets pucks through from the point. I mean, the top four for the Oil Kings, that's what they have that nobody else has at the Memorial Cup. Just like with Colorado, that pairing of Tays and McCarr, huge difference maker. Oilers now with Bob Stauffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.